Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we help you discover innovative startups in the outdoor sport industry. Join us as we tell the story of brands who are paving the way for the future of outdoor sports. And here's your host, Josh Salvo. Hey, Ready Eddy Podcast listeners. Do you love skiing, snowboarding, climbing, hiking, camping, surfing, kayaking, or mountain biking? Did you know that there are thousands of new outdoor sports startups launching each year with incredible stories and products that are revolutionizing their sports? At Ready Yeti, we are a community of outdoor sport enthusiasts that love discovering new brands and supporting the ones that make innovative, quality products and that have a drive to give back. At ReadyEddy.com, we give away products every two weeks from your soon-to-be favorite outdoor sports startups. Check out ReadyEddy.com and become a part of our daily growing outdoor sports community and be among the first to discover tomorrow's outdoor sport brands. Hello and welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast. I'm Josh Savo, your host, and I am chatting with Brad and Taz, the co-founders of Boulder Denim. Boulder Denim makes ultra-stretch, stain-resistant, premium denim jeans. Um, I can speak from personal experience. I have a pair of their jeans, the most comfortable pair of jeans I've ever worn. Um, I honestly didn't really wear jeans that much because I found them uncomfortable um, and just really not something I, I enjoyed wearing. I always wanted to switch into something else. And actually trying Boulder Denim has got me back on the jean bandwagon, so to speak. You know, you can uh, wear them climbing, cycling, basically any sort of active um, adventure you're, you're doing. And then you can wear them out with your friends. They're really interesting, really cool, based out of vancouver so i just wanted to thank you guys for taking the time to uh chat with us no problem josh thanks for having us josh yeah so uh you guys are uh, joining me from two different locations uh right so uh, taz you're in uh Wis- you're in uh, i'm sorry vancouver that's and, it Brad, you are somewhere in the rocky mountains in british columbia correct yeah pretty close it's Ushuaia, bc uh, it's my favorite place on earth awesome that's awesome. So I want to start off um, by asking you guys to sort of share your stories with our audience. You know, tell tell us, you know, from the very beginning, when you guys were young, you know, how this sort of started, how you guys came together as friends, and, you know, how, how you guys cultivated this idea and started Boulder Denim. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, um- Right, go ahead, Dad. We'll start with uh, how we met, and then you can take over with Boulder Denim. Sure. So I met Brad when we were 15 at the Old Spaghetti Factory in New Westminster, and uh, we were busboys. And we weren't really friends at work to start with, and, and one day we were just kind of working together on the same shift, and Brad starts talking about business. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't know anybody my age that likes business. So we literally worked for four and a half hours together just basically BSing the entire time about what we thought we knew about business. And that was literally like instant best friends. And we've gone to a couple of businesses, businesses since. Um, and that's what led us to Boulder Denim. Awesome. That's yeah. Really awesome. Uh, essentially, yeah, we've been always like having little small businesses here and there. And uh, we did web design together for a while. And uh, we traveled New Zealand, Australia together. Um, and then I moved to Ontario to uh, expand a, retail business I had. Um, Taz was doing it in Arizona, actually. Um, and we set it up together. And then I moved to Ontario to expand the business in Ontario, uh, Toronto area. And uh, Toronto wasn't as fun as Vancouver. It's not as outdoorsy. There's no mountains. Um, so I was kind of struggling. And at this time, I didn't rock climb yet. 
but uh, I actually discovered rock climbing at a new gym that opened up there, um, this huge, huge bouldering gym. And uh, I went there once and instantly fell in love with it and became obsessed. And I was like begging Taz to try climbing because I knew he would love it. So uh, sure enough, he started climbing maybe a month or two later in Arizona at a really hard gym. Like the ratings, the difficulty ratings are like so much more stiff than what I was climbing. And uh, so it was kind of funny to hear what, what grades we were both climbing. And it was, um, but now we, we both fall in love with it so much. But like one of the problems was we couldn't find a, a good pair of pants or shorts that we liked climbing in. Uh, Taz usually climbed in uh, gym shorts, but his knees would get all banged up and I would climb in like yoga pants, but uh, they definitely didn't look cool. <laughs> and uh, I would go through them like, I'd go through them like crazy. Um, and as we climbed together, um, we noticed a lot of people like wearing jeans, but we were shocked because they're heavy, restrictive. Uh, they have like practically zero stretch. And uh, it just didn't seem practical. So we kind of set out to, to make our own jeans, something you could climb in. And originally it wasn't jeans, it was anything that was stylish enough to climb in and wear out after. We wanted to go to the climbing gym, not have to change and go out after. And that was the whole purpose. Or having like the one all be all travel tent. Uh, something that you could just wear out and uh, do anything in. So that's kind of where uh, Boulder Denim came from. And uh, Denim just kind of showed up. We liked the way it sit on your on your body and we liked the way it looked. And we needed to tweak it a lot to make it uh, practical. Because I was like you, Josh. I hated wearing jeans, like practically. I, in fact, I don't even own a pair of jeans until Boulder Denim and now that's all I wear. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of how it uh, came about. That's really awesome. Um, so you, you guys touched on this, and you know, Taz, we can we can we can start with you. So we, you know, we're not we're not uh, uh talking over each other, but um, you you guys said that you started climbing a few years ago, uh, correct? You know, sort of walk me through that process. You know, starting climbing a couple years ago, now you guys are full fledged in, you know, the thick of it with starting a climbing brand. So like, tell me, you know, what is that what has that journey been like for you guys? Well. I didn't really realize it until quite recently, but I've always been a climber. Like I, I used to climb trees, like my garage and I'd jump off of it, like whatever I could climb, I would climb. And so when Brad, uh, he'd, he'd send me photos and videos of him climbing and I kind of reluctantly went to the gym and I wasn't really doing anything active. So I, I started going and it was really hard. And, and to be honest, I was kind of put off by how hard the gym uh, was that I was at. And Brad was just absolutely crushing it. I'm like, oh man, like this, maybe I'm just not a climber. And uh, kind of about a month into it, I kind of hit my stride and I just became obsessed with it. And I've been climbing as much as my body has basically allowed me to climb. And I've met a bunch of great people. Um, outdoors and climbing community, just they're just really down to earth people. And uh, I don't know, I feel like I kind of found, uh, found my peer group, found something I absolutely love. It's... I really like adrenaline sports and I used to snowboard, but I kept on hurting myself snowboarding. So for me, getting the adrenaline that you do with climbing, it's a little lower impact. It's safer. You still get some exposure when you're up high doing like a multi pitch at the chief or something. But I don't know. It's just, a, it's a really, really fun lifestyle. It's something that I really enjoy. And it's brought uh, Brad and I like on many climbing trips. Um, just went to Europe actually and did a bit of climbing in the UK and we're hoping to do some in Norway, but Fortunately, the weather didn't uh, really lend itself to it, but you know, it's kind of created a lifestyle and one thing led to another. And of course, we're here now with Boulder Denim. So to be able to 
climb something I love and then work in a business on something that I also love is uh, it's really makes me feel really lucky to be able to do this. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I would I would say having a climbing centered brand um, uh, business that was something we've never done before. We've never done fashion. We barely were pretty much new climbers at the time when we first started it, but uh, it's kind of allowed us to do what we love and uh, it's kind of made the journey a lot easier. Um, I mean, we've hit our fair share of road bumps and stuff, but I think people see our passion and uh, see the excitement of our product. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a great journey just having a, a climbing brand and something that we love doing. So it makes it a lot easier for us. It's really enjoyable. That's really awesome. So tell me a little bit about your, you, you get Boulder Denim as an organization. So you guys mentioned that you guys do a ton of traveling. Um, you love to go on climbing trips. You know, you two are the founders. Do you guys have a support staff? You know, how, how, what, is, what does the dynamic look like since you guys, you know, are traveling so much? Um, you know, I, I guess, Brad, we can start with you on this one. Yeah, um, we actually have a social media team as well as a, a branding marketing team. Uh, they're the ones that did our logo and have our ideas for photography and uh, our whole imagery and uh, the, the branding to Boulder Denim is a big part of, of them. Uh, it's a company called Digital Masonry, and uh, they're part of our team, and we're really happy to have them. Uh, they've been so good. They've been so good for our brand. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty much uh, just Taz and I running the show, um, as well as our manufacturer. But they've been in the business for years, and they know what they're doing. So <laughs> yeah, not okay. much after that. That's uh, a <laughs> it's pretty simple machine we got. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's really cool. Yeah. So you, you guys um, obviously can work remotely and travel and do all, you know, climb, which is obviously what both of you guys really love and enjoy to do. Yeah, yeah that's the nice thing about it. We can run the whole business practically from our computers, which is a huge part of it. And we're hoping to do this big uh, North America-wide tour where we can visit every major city and climbing area and climbing gym and kind of just spread the word and uh, climb with our, our customers, essentially. And uh, we really want to connect with them on a... On a old school marketing level where we're just, we are, we are the face of the brand and we're um, climbing with our customers. We're, that, we're really excited to be able to do that. And that that's going to happen next year sometime. That's really awesome. So I assume you guys are going to have information on your website um, so that your, your customers can figure out how to, you know, coordinate that with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a whole, whole tour and uh, we'll be more about it. We're still in the planning stages and trying to map out where we're going to go and what we're going to use. Um, but we're really excited for it. Awesome. So when you guys eventually get that off the ground, we'll definitely hook up the link to that in the show notes. So anyone who's listening to that, you can you can definitely check out, you know, the link to that when when Brian and Taz actually uh, get that rolling. But that sounds like a really awesome idea. What what sort of um, spurred that? Um, I guess again, trying or being able to climb as well as uh, run our business at the same time, and it's going to be a fantastic just marketing branding tour and getting the name out there. So. We'll go to climbing festivals and um, just and we just want to be like really old school and and uh, true to our uh, demographic and I think that's the best way to do it. Now going back to the jeans because like obviously Boulder denim it's a very unique product. Um, you know I've worn them. I think they're awesome. They're honestly the only jeans I'll ever wear <laughs> to be frank. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you, Brad. I think they're so damn comfortable. Like you said, I lounge around in them. <laughs> you know, like they're just they're just comfortable. Yeah. 
And so I'm curious, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, like, just the prototype, prototyping process, you know, the testing that went into it, um, you know, how did you guys create, you know, the genes? Like, what, what really went into it? Taz, you want me to touch on that? Um, sure. Oh, well, I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I guess I can start, and then you can kind of finish off here. Um, I have a friend that works at a very large uh, menswear company in Vancouver. Um, and she asked me not to say where she works, but it's a very, very uh, big athletic company. They do men's and women's uh, clothing. And we basically called her with the idea. We said what we want to do. And she said, well, this is what you need to find out. Like, go find some inspiration, uh, check all these boxes and come back to me. So uh, Brad and I started looking at, at pants that we liked, at like the functionality, um, like for instance, like the hydrophobic, like reinforced stitching, all, all the features that we wanted, we found kind of inspiration and we brought everything together. Um, and it, it took us a couple, uh, couple goes to get everything right and, and actually just kind of like trying them out and climbing um, before we were able to really find the perfect blend of everything. Yeah, it was pretty much, yeah, we, we, because again, we didn't settle on denim at first. It was like, I really wanted to do like almost like a khaki type material. And Taz and I were going back and forth on it. We were really, uh, we were kind of arguing quite a bit on what we wanted to use. But uh, we found fabrics from all over the world. And yeah, it was it was this denim that we, we set on. And we had to tweak it a little bit to make it more uh, climbing focused. And uh, we wanted to treat it with a really high quality uh, hydrophobic material. And uh, actually, the newest sample that I just received, I wore it, uh, I wore the jeans the entire time on my Europe trip. We were gone for like three and a half weeks. And uh, let's just say I wasn't very clean of those jeans, but <laughs> they came back not, not smelling or not stained. And I was spilling coffee, food, beer. Um, I had too many beers one night. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it, uh, it held, they held up extremely well. They didn't stink, and uh, I was actually really, really impressed with how well the Nanosphere worked. So a Nanosphere is a company out of Switzerland, and all they do is uh, fabric treatments. So we're really excited to be using them. That's really cool. So that, that really leads into my next question of like something that's really unique about your product um, that no one else is really doing. And, you know, <clears throat> I, I guess to add to that, you know, that is something that's very unique and different than any other brand out there that, you know, is making climbing pants or whatever. So um, are there what other features, you know, or aspects of the jeans are incredibly unique? Um, that yeah, I would, I would say there's uh, two main things. Um, one of them is the stretch retainment, um, because as you probably know, there are other stretchy denim. There's other stretchy denim out there. Um, they either tend to be really thin and not very denim-like, or uh, kind of thicker. And uh, what happens is they stretch out and bag out really quickly, and they lose their shape and uh, they don't stay up on you. Um, on the on average in the industry, um, the stretch retainment for jeans is about 60%. Um, okay. Our jeans, we've got, them, we've got them up to 92% stretch retainment, which is uh, industry leading. Um, so we're really proud of that. Now that's one of the biggest things. Um, and they're extremely stretchy. They're not just like a slight stretch to the fabric. You probably know because you've been wearing them. They are really, really stretchy. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, of course, is the, nano, the nanosphere, um, which is repels stains and liquids. You can spill red wine on the jeans and it won't stain them. Um, and it uh, reduces smells as well. Um, as well as um, it's 100% made in Canada, 
So uh, we're really proud to keep it uh, Canadian made and not uh, making them overseas. Um, and the other thing is the lifetime warranty we have on the jeans, which is uh, really proud of. This. So if the, the stitching ever rips or whatever, um, which we don't think it will, especially because it stretches so much, um, we'll repair or uh, replace the jeans. That's really awesome. Yeah. yeah. To, to add on to that, um, I've started noticing really recently is like I always have my cell phone in my pocket. I have the, the iPhone 6 and I mean, it's not the, the biggest phone, but I noticed when, when I wear Levi's or something and I go to bend down, it jabs me in my, in my stomach. Oh, yeah. The deep, like the pocket we have with the hidden pocket, the zipper pocket, trap pocket what we, is what we call it, is absolutely amazing because it's low enough down on your side that you can actually move in them. Um, when we were in Europe, I would actually, I'd put my change in there or like my passport or whatever was important to me and you just zip it and you don't have to worry about losing it when you're out in a city that you're not really familiar with. So that's absolutely great. And then we have um, two belt loops at the back. And for climbers, you know that you want to kind of clip your uh, your chalk bang onto something. And I always put my chalk bang onto the two uh, belt loops, and it keeps it nice and stable and close to you so you can climb easy with it. That's great. Yeah. That, that's really that, – I think that's it, – it shows the thought that really goes into the product and the difference of having, you know, a company owned by, you know, climbers. You know, people who are actually using the product and getting out there. So, like the little like features, like the belt loop. Like, I think that's really cool. Okay, so you guys, you guys mentioned on this. You know, so you got you, you're, you're solely focused on manufacturing in Canada. You know, are there any other aspects of your manufacturing process that you guys want to highlight um, that you know obviously relate to sustainable manufacturing? Obviously, keeping it in Canada is definitely um, a big point. Yeah, we have sustainability and um, uh, like our all our all our workers in our in our manufacturing facility have really good jobs and they get paid well and they like they like what they do. So uh, we're really we're really proud of that. Um, and not saying just made in Canada. If we had to make some of our products in the U.S. as well, we would be uh, really proud to keep manufacturing essentially in North America. So tell me, I, I guess this is a question for both of you guys, and it might be different for each of you, but. What would you guys say has been, you know, the hardest part about starting Boulder? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, and you could probably agree with this too, Josh, is there's always a bit of doubt that uh, is this actually going to work? And it's kind of just plowing forward. I just know that it's going to work out. And, and that's kind of something nice about actually having a business partner. Like, Brad and I know each other really well and kind of sense that quite quickly. Like, hey, man, it, like this is going to work. Like, we just got to do this, this, and this. And we just, it keeps momentum, keeps us moving forward. Um, there wasn't, like, as Brad said, we had a, a couple little, like, obstacles and, like, road bumps. But, I mean, to be honest, it was more the mental side of things. And, um, yeah, just having that friendship and partnership really lent itself to it. Yeah, actually, I really well said. Yeah, it was essentially we, we made the jeans for ourselves. We wanted to have a pair of pants we could climb in. So it was at first we weren't really thinking of other people, and then it kind of turned into a business. And we were like, wait, are people actually going to want to buy the jeans? And the Kickstarter was a great way to kind of dive into it without putting too much capital into it to see if people are actually interested. And uh, when it kind of exploded on Kickstarter, um, 
it felt really good. And Taz and I, the confidence in the in the business just went went through the roof. But we always we never really had too much doubt. And when we did, the other person would be like, "No, nah, it's going to work. This is it's going to work." <laughs> so it definitely it definitely helps having a, a a friend and a business partner like oh, Taz. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I there and we've talked about this offline, but you know the people saying that oh, you should never go into business with your best friends. Like I, I disagree completely because you know, it, it's a marriage, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you're going to, yeah, know, pretty you, much. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta work with them all the time and you know, you're going to be pissed off at them or, you know, whatever it is, but you know that like you can be completely honest with that person. And like, you have to be, if you're going to, if you're going to build a successful business, like if something's bothering you and you feel like something's not going to work, you gotta, you gotta feel like you can bring that concern to your partner and just, hash it out and know that they're going to hear you and that you'll come to some sort of conclusion and you'll feel better about it at the end of it. Cause that, that, that right there is, it's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nailed it. That's exactly what it was for us. Yeah, no, that that's great. Um, cool. So, you know, what would you say have been some of the biggest mistakes you guys have made? <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, I'll, I can touch on that right away. And it's the one I always talk about. It's uh, the fact that we said that people would get them in March or April, right. and uh, when it, we had no idea how long it would actually take to get buttons from YKK. That, for me, that's the biggest mistake we made is uh, over-promising um, and under-delivering. But we know when people actually get the genes that they're going to be blown away by them. So hopefully it makes it all better. Yeah, I heard that. That's for sure. Like uh, One of my mentors always said, like anytime you plan something, especially in business, Take the time that you allotted and double it, <laughs> you know, because like even if you think you planned it out so perfectly, like it's not enough time. You, you there's so many unforeseen things that are gonna happen. Yeah, and you're waiting on other people. Oh yeah, that's the worst. You're like, yeah, yeah oh, when the ball's in someone else's court and you're just like itching, you're just like, I I want to get this done, but there's nothing I can do. I need this person or that person to, you know, do whatever it is. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Wait, waiting on other people can, can frustrate you without a doubt. Awesome. So what would you, what would, what advice would you give to someone that is starting a business, wants to start a business, whether, you know, directly related to climbing or just, you know, in general? Um, market research, actually test if there is a want for your product and, um, I'm a huge fan of Tim Ferriss, and he talks about it in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, is just really, really testing the waters to make sure that what you're creating isn't just, like, a dream. It's There's an actual need for it. Um, and for Brad and I, it was solving in a need that we actually had ourselves because we thoroughly understand it. Um, in the past, Brad and I have had, I'd say I can think of one business off the top of our head, uh, <laughs> making resumes online and we thought there's a massive market for it but there really wasn't a market for it we put a ton of work into it spent, spent some money on it before realizing that there just wasn't the demand so with boulder denim we spent months and months and months at gyms just asking people like hey like, why do you climb in jeans like what would you look for in, in pants like, what do you think of this idea obviously we like, kind of like keep our plan on the dl um but definitely getting feedback from our customers before even um, designing the product. That's pretty much what I was going to say is we, cause we, yeah, we, Taz and I made a fair share of business mistakes in the past, realizing just coming up with an idea that maybe wasn't for everybody and uh, the market research helped out big time. So 
and just the other thing I can suggest is uh, like take the risk. If you do the market research and it seems like a viable business idea, um, just take the risk. A lot of people uh, don't take the risk, and uh, the, nothing ever happens. So. Oh no, I agree completely. There's, there's there's nothing worse than having the feeling of regret or seeing someone else, you know, seeing your business idea come to fruition and someone else started it, and you're like, crap, I had that idea. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like <laughs> even though you might see your idea out there, it doesn't mean that there's not room for you too, though. Exactly, this is true. This is very true. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree completely. Um, no, that's really cool. So, tell me, what's the plan for the future of Boulder Denim? What What are you guys planning in the next year, five years, ten years? You want to lead that off, Brad? Um, sure. Yeah, we got a we. Even though our name is Boulder Denim, um, we have a few other product ideas in, in the lineup, um, both climbing and adventure related. So um, we want to be an outdoor company, um, not just denim. But uh, of course, we want to come up with more styles of the denim, more colors, more cuts, and uh, uh, even maybe shorts and, uh, shorts and things as well. But uh, I don't want to give too much away. But Taz, you want to touch on that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> I have a lot of ideas in terms of like the more I climb and the more I learn about it, the more I realize there's certain things where it's lacking in products. Um, it, mostly apparel lace, apparel related, excuse me. Um, one thing I've always wanted to do is create a backpack. I mean, like we we have pants that are perfect for traveling as well as climbing. Like I kind of want to do a bag that'd be good for be versatile for climbing as well as like a day pack or something you want to take to the crags. So, I mean, it, there's a lot of ideas that we do have. Um, it's just a matter of kind of like, I guess, like choosing one and then uh, moving forward like we did with the gene. Right, right. No, I think that's yeah. right. So what what is your dynamic between the two of you? So like you guys, obviously, you guys run the show, right? It's you two basically making everything happen. So what... What? How do you guys divvy up the responsibilities? You know, who handles what? How do How do you guys How do you guys function? Well, I'm quite hands on, and um, in, in terms of like, I'd say like like physical product and design, and um, just kind of like thinking of of the features that I want, and how it's going to kind of incorporate into the actual like physical product itself, uh, and. I don't know. Like I, I like I'm completely obsessed with marketing, to be honest. And so like I bring a lot of ideas, like creative ideas, to the table. Um, where Brad really, really shines is he's uh, what do you call it, Brad? Like you're a self starter. So when we come a quick up start. with a quick start, yeah. yeah, that's it. When you come up with the idea, like instead of me humming and hawing and like what about this, this, and this, Brad's like I like that. Boom, and then we start moving forward. So it's it's a really nice blend of uh, our two talents. That's awesome. Yeah, That's we're awesome. we're quite different uh, in in many ways, so it, it kind of works out in the way uh, we complement each other in that sense. That's great. I, I think that's incredibly valuable. Um, you know, being bringing different skills to the table is definitely very important. Um, so, what would you guys say has been the best part about running Boulder Denim? Being able to climb. <laughs> and just like and seeing people's excitement for our for our product as well uh, it's like we get emailed every day and people aren't upset that we're taking so long to 
finished manufacturing, but people are just really, really enthusiastic and really excited and they, they can't wait to get our genes. So it's really see, excited, exciting seeing their excitement. Yeah, so. and I've sold a lot of things in my life and the worst thing is selling something that somebody doesn't really want. Sometimes you got to do that to make money. With Boulder Denim, it's like we get to market and sell a product that like I love. Like I, I, I would hope to be like one of my customers that like, wow, these are awesome jeans. And, and our, our friends and the people we climb with, they're just like pretty psyched about the product. So it's so cool to see their excitement. It, it feeds the, the passion in both Brad and I. And it's just like a really awesome cycle that just keeps me really, really motivated. That's incredible. That that's uh, I, I think that's really important um, in a business, and it shows with you guys. And uh, and I'm sure our listeners are gonna you know hear that in this conversation and, and see like how passionate you guys are about what you guys are doing. I think that's really important, especially you know in today's age, you know buying from brands uh, where you know the people behind it really care about the product, and they're not just in it to make you know money. Yeah, obviously money is very important to it and like you know with money comes a lot of opportunity and things like that but knowing that the core like you said you're really happy to sell it you're proud of it you know like you're you're excited by it and i, I think that's that's really awesome thanks josh yeah but um so that that wraps everything up i i want to thank you guys for taking the time to chat with us um really quickly um anything that we talked about um related to uh you know outside companies or whatever we'll link it up in the show notes and uh anyone who's listening you guys can find boulder denim on readyyeti.com uh you all the links through to their page are on there but if they want to go directly to you guys what is the best way for them to get in contact with you or find out more about uh getting their own pair of jeans so we have yeah, uh, they can email us at hello at boulderdenim.com oh sorry i'm really delayed so <laughs> it's uh it takes a few seconds before you guys hear me i think Oh, um, and then also through our website, boulderdenim.com, and then Indiegogo as well. You can pre-order the jeans and get a, get some extras on Indiegogo. Perfect. And the jeans will be shipping in October, correct? Yeah, that's right. Awesome. So, that's correct, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, when um, yeah, if you want, want to go check out uh, Boulder Denim and get your own pair, definitely head over there. And uh, I want to thank you guys. Uh, for taking the time to chat with me uh, all the way from uh, Vancouver and the wonderful Rocky Mountains. I'm very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Really appreciate it, man. Hey, Ready Any Podcast listeners. If you enjoyed today's episode, then I would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Red Yeti Podcast. I'll catch you next week.